On this episode of Sandlot Sports, we discuss Simone Biles, the current NBA playoffs, and we discuss about the current state of sports journalism. Um, so, so me and a, a guy from work, we were talking, and we were talking about sports commentators, right? And on our last podcast, and even the one before that, we were just talking about authentic sports journalism and how it's pretty much non-existent, right? And I was telling him about our podcast, and one of the things that he said was, he said, man, one of the things that I hate is, he said, I hate we have people like the freaking Stephen A's and the Skip Bayless call another NFL or NBA player like a scrub or a bust. And he said they could they can't even hold their jock strap. Welcome to Sandlot Sports. I am Adam Capison. I'm here with Dorian Cody. The NBA playoffs is here. Look at that. And BJ Thomas. The Hawks are not going to get away with that again. Yes. We'll we'll get to all the NBA talk later because I know we, we've got a lot to talk about, but I do have a question for you guys. So when y'all play basketball in the street or in the Y or whatever, do y'all play against more talented players sometimes? Yeah. Nine out of 10 times I'm on the court, yes. Do you ever ask them to go, hey guys, I just can't compete. Can you kind of tone it down a little bit so I can have a chance of winning? Kind of. When they're trying to fast break too much, and I'm like, whoa, no, stop. <laughs> just ease up, guys. We don't need all this. We all came here to play. You're phasing like four of us out. Yeah, me, I just do the best I can and just hold the ball and play a half-court game. And then they they complain and they say, oh, man, man, you're going to play that half-court shit, man. You can play somewhere else. But guess what? We're winning the game. So so you change your strategy and you try to improve. And BJ just is is the dick that he always is. But you guys try to compete. Dick with a jump shot. There you go. Um, (laughs) So you you don't ask somebody, go, you know what? You're just too damn good. I can't compete. You need to tone it down. So no, if if do that. piddly old us don't do that, then why the hell are people asking Simone Biles to do it? Mm-hmm. <sighs> it's pretty sad though. I've never heard that before. You're too good. You can't do this anymore. Yeah. That's I've never heard that in any sport. I mean, that's the that's whole part of sports, point right? of yeah. It's it's competition. It's why right. we keep score. That's like going to the and dunk contest and be like, Dominic, don't do the windmill so hard. Yeah. Too much. <laughs> Too much. They can't handle it. See all these white people, they're terrified. <laughs> No, but seriously, it's like, I don't get it. Mike, don't jump from the free throw line. It'd be too much. Like, what's too much in sport? Too much is the next great thing. Yeah. Like, I don't understand this. I don't, I don't understand the logic. Yeah. You know, and, and she flat out said, I did it because I can. I push yeah. myself to see how far I can go. You know what? It hits on everyone else to catch up. And, and I'm know, sorry. You know what she said? She basically said, fuck you. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I, told, I, told, I told one of my friends the other day, you know, you got to be careful with your master. Because I've mastered 100,000 different ways to say fuck you. I'm saying <laughs> And like she did the same thing. It's like I did it because I can. You can't. Fuck. Like, yeah. what do you want me to do about it? Mm-hmm. Like, this isn't NASCAR. You don't put restrictor plates on humans. Right. You, you either Literally. get better or go away. That's that's how it works. That's how it always works. That's why I didn't play professional sports. I had to go away. Yeah. I wasn't good enough. Like, what do they t- what do they tell us all the time when we game? Get good. Get better. Yeah. No. We, no. They talk about all this try hard shit. Everybody says try hard. Have you heard that, Dorian? Yep, I heard it. I, but you know where we from? That shit don't work. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. I'm playing Call of Duty. Somebody's like, you're a try hard and i was like we're in a competition how else do you try how else do you try i don't see any kids i don't see like babies out here exactly yeah, yeah that's terrible yeah or, or even even let's say pieces when when i'm playing basketball at the y or and, and and like let's say for the last point i'm playing like hard defense and they were like hey yo man chill man dude i'm trying to win so there's no chill like i'm gonna be on you i'm not gonna let you score like this is part of basketball like what the fuck y'all this, from this like, is for yo. all that fast breaking you get this defense when we slow down yeah exactly <laughs> if you now if you stop this fast breaking i won't be in your chest right like, there's yeah. there's options there's shit you can do to change this 
game. I promise. Absolutely. <laughs> like absolutely. I don't think people understand they subconsciously set the tone and pick up basketball. Sometimes yeah. I really think it's subconscious. You're like you know what you're doing right because it's about to happen. It's all about to happen. I'm like <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. And the first the guy that hits the ground, we're like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And to your point, BJ, like even with this uh, Simone Biles situation, it's like you can set the tone on, on how you develop. Like if there's somebody that's kick ass and that's better than you, you set the tone like, hey, you know, what? I'm going to do everything I can in my power to be just as good as them, if not better. Like 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 that's what you strive for. Like, for example, like, you know, Michael Jordan in the NBA, everybody strive to be like Jordan. You know what I'm well, saying? I, and Darren, I'm going to back that up a little bit. So back in the in the late 80s, Jordan was not the Jordan that we know now. Right. Okay. He played the Celtics, would get swept out. out of the league or out of the playoffs he played the pistons he'd get knocked knocked the crap out of Definitely. constantly at two years in a row when when he lost to the pistons he was beaten down mm-hmm. and he finally said f it i'm going to improve myself right. so the the day after they were eliminated he hit the gym got stronger worked in his game and never lost a playoff series after well lost one playoff series after that was that was to the magic you know mm-hmm. who immediately popped into my head was tyson gay that dude's fast as hell mm-hmm. but he ain't saying bolt fast and he was in every race with him raced his hardest trained his hardest mm-hmm. probably possibly took performance enhancing drugs he did everything he could literally i respect that he didn't come out in the media and said you say it's too fast i don't know how i'm gonna compete anymore it's insane to me if you don't want to compete don't play the reason why we keep score is to win and there's other leagues you can go play in like lower leagues and stuff you don't have to be in olympic gymnastics you can go like do i'm sure they have like gymnastic tours don't they Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Yeah, go go do that. Go entertain people, right. dude. If, you're not if good you, enough. If you really want to want to do it, if you can't compete with Simone Biles and you're really pissed off that you just can't compete, then go get on a cruise line and do it on some awkward shows on Cirque du Soleil shit and be done with it. Who's just stop female, bitching about it. Who's the female figure skater that jumps like a basketball player? And they got pissed because she can do all that fancy stuff. There's oh. a, I thought, oh, man, here we go. And BJ's going to look shit up again. I have to. And why are you doing that, BJ? So another question is, too. So for an individual to think like that, like, is that starting to become like the American way? Because I don't hear Russians and shit say well, shit like that. <laughs> well, if, if Russians, if they don't compete, they just, you know, they either get shot or get shot with steroids, one of the two. <laughs> Right. Like but that. yeah, but I like that. I like that. I have no problem with that. But yes, it, it, it's become the American way. If I can't compete with you, um, either you need to, to try hard, try less, or Surya I need Bonale. to cheat. Sorry, Surya Bonali. She she can do backflips on the ice, and they, they nice. want her to stop because it's uh, very illegal and dangerous. No, you can't do it, and a bunch right. of the rest you can't do it. And she can be raking in medals until one of y'all figure it out. That's why jumps. <laughs> True. <laughs> I mean, but during an answer to your question, I mean, look at this. We're in late May, late May, and people across America still complain about something that happened in November where they lost and can't get over the fact that they lost in November. And we're here on almost almost June. See, you guys always we're looking at like parts of the problem. The core of the problem is is that we are breeding shit people. That's the core of the problem. It's a great generalization, but the majority of the country is breeding shit people. They're selfish. They're undereducated. I don't want to say uneducated because they get mm. some education. Because you don't start out that stupid. You have to learn to be that stupid. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's I don't no, think you, make I, it I, you may you may have a hard time learning something. It may take you longer than somebody else. But to have those ideologies, you get trained in that stupidity. I've never seen a white baby walk up to a black baby and slap it for no good goddamn reason. That's true. You know what I mean? So yeah. I just, uh, mm. yeah. And I know, like in other past shows, we talked about the mentality because that type of 
mentality of the hey i don't want to try hard so you shouldn't either like i hate to say this but in certain sports you can kind of kind of see that and not only gymnastics but in other sports too uh americanized sports and that's why we talk about the nba we talk about different other uh uh leagues because it's like it seems to seep into that american way and that's that's something we, we gotta get that shit out of our system man well that, that could be why guys like luca and Giannis or and even Jokic, mm-hmm. for the most part, can dominate the NBA playoffs. Absolutely. My, my heart was warmed when he shot pa- Patrick Beverly under the basket and said, too fucking little. Yeah. I was like, oh, <laughs> dude, oh. I've been telling people, even before Luka came to the league, I was telling some guys, I said, hey, man, this kid is different. Like, I seen him play in, in, in the uh, Spanish league. He was like 16, but he was like beasting grown men. I'm like, this dude is different. And he and like he said, you start to see that transition where he's like, I think I, I think that light went off in Luca. He's like, I can take this shit over. Like, y'all I don't really know, can't guard me. I don't know if your average average fan knows what that phrase does to your soul because I've heard it a couple times. <laughs> because there's other there's other ways to interpret that. Right. The way it should be interpreted is there's nothing you can do to stop. Me. Right. That's how it should be interpreted every time you hear that. Right. So don't listen to you're too little. Can't really change that. What right. they mean is you can't do a damn thing to stop <laughs> that's exactly and how he's 100 percent right holy <laughs> crap patrick beverly looked like he was on roller skates i was like jeez he was struggling and, and let's not overlook the fact that patrick beverly's a really good defensive player but like he's too fucking really little. good yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and BJ, that, that was what was missing from the europeans players in the early 2000s that attitude yeah, yeah. and yeah. that attitude plus the fundamentals are going to be what makes the european players better than american players exactly. in the next 15 years 10 15 years maybe exactly. maybe not even that long yeah, 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 you're right. They ain't that long. But I'll tell you guys this. What if a high school player, right? What if out of high school, instead of going to the G League, what if they go over to Europe, play for two, three years, and then come to the NBA? Do you think that gap start to develop as far as NBA players start to become more fundamentally sound when it comes to the game? No, well, see, here's the problem, though. So you got a guy like, what was it, LaMelo, mm-hmm. that went over overseas for a couple of years and then came back over. They're already groomed with the American style of playing. And they're going to go over there and they're they're not going to dominate like they think they're going to and the, and the american mentality is anytime that we play a sport whether it's basketball football curling doesn't matter we should dominate and we don't dominate and you, you take a guy like brandon jennings who would have been a, probably a top three pick when he came out went over to play overseas because he couldn't get into college or there was issues with college and what happened he flamed he did okay over there, but he dropped from three to ten because he was exposed. He was drafted, was okay, was was a rotation player, but was never the star that we thought he was going to be. Because he dropped, again, he, he dropped a fifty burger, I believe. Not too yeah. many people get to do that. I'm not. I'm not trying to poke holes in your case, but I do remember the 50, 55, I believe. Yeah, um, with, with Milwaukee, I think it was against the Knicks. I don't know, thinking, well, yeah. Highly likely, and if it was with Milwaukee at that time, they needed every damn basket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he scored fifty-five, and the team scored seventy-five. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, that would, <laughs> those numbers, if they were dead on, would not shock me one bit, not a yeah. bit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. it's it's not just going over there and training and for a couple of years and coming back over. It's growing up in that system, growing yeah. up in a system that stresses team ball, team ball movement, team movement. And you know, and Yana said the best the other day. The footwork that they do over there is light years of what they do over here. Is it basically? And you're not going to pick like it up in a couple of years. Like, yeah, isn't it basically like soccer and stuff? I like, yeah. told all my friends if you want your child to play sports or if he shows the if they show the interest in sports, start them. In soccer because once you get your feet right everything else is going to be so much easier it really is the ladder drills in football are going to be easier the three cone drill in basketball and suicide
suicides and stuff. That's probably not what they call them anymore due to people crying and whatnot. But that's what they're called. We grew up. People forget that there's an NBA Hall of Famer, one of the best centers of all time, who didn't pick up a basketball until his sophomore year of college. He played soccer up until then and went, oh, you're tall. Here's a basketball. And look what happened. Timmy? No, no. It was Akeem. Akeem. Tim Tim was swimming in high school. I think his See junior year of high school, he started playing basketball. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, yeah. I think I think the same with Steve Nash. I don't think Steve Nash played until high school, like I think 11th grade or something like that. But he's also a soccer player uh, with Steve Nash as well. And that and that's the point to, to BJ's point. Not only do you get great footwork, and you always are you're able to kind of keep your your center of balance, but you see the game differently. Mm-hmm. You see angles, you see passing lanes, you see things that the normal basketball player just doesn't see. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Cut the biggest thing I would think is the cut. Uh, yeah. Oh, off ball cut. Like I think that's the biggest thing that soccer player adds to basketball is the off ball cuts. Because I'll tell you one thing: when I started playing five on five, it wasn't until I was in my twenties, and the spacing really messed me up for a long time because I didn't get that coaching or reps or anything. And so I was only playing a few times a week in it. But like the spacing is weird. It's weird to go from three on three to four on four. That fifth guy really made a difference for me. I don't know if I had it for anybody else. Yeah, and, and you see it. You see it now. Where like I'm sure you go, you're watching the the Boston game, in, in the half court said it's normally a two or three man game then the other two just kind of sit and don't really move you can't do that in soccer you have to constantly be moving because you're, you're constantly trying to outwit your defender and you take that mentality and put it on the basketball court and it's deadly well the movement in soccer creates space and that's exactly what you do yeah. in the basketball if you stop moving you're stagnant you're not a threat you're not really creating space so all that movement like that blob it just creates a space the space for the ball to move and that's why the spurs we keep saying this on the show but the tim duncan spurs were so great to watch and i'm not a fan i hated them when they were in the league because it was boring to watch but now that i've watched a few years of this trash i miss the spurs <laughs> well you you hated it because you you were told to hate it you were told it was boring because it wasn't lebron it wasn't uh, Kobe. no no it, it wasn't Kobe. no i hated it i would never play that style of basketball i don't like it. i would much rather rely on the athletes set the shooters up outside. I would rather play basketball the way it's played now. Watching it, however, it is much better to watch Spurs basketball. The beauty of the game, five people being involved, off-ball movement, and team defense. So let, let me let me see if I have this right. So the Spurs would win ch- titles. I think they won five, even though they didn't have the most athletic team. So yeah. instead of asking the other team to play down to their level, the Spurs changed the way they played and won. Absolutely. Yeah, but that doesn't work in gymnastics, apparently. Oh, apparently, apparently Car- not. Apparently Karen just goes up and said, "The dark one's too good." <laughs> it like we were, but, you know, you that's know, what it I, feels like. That's what it really feels like. I, I, I don't when remember Carrie, when Carrie Strug was out there doing work, and uh, what's her name, Miller, um, in the Shana Atlanta Miller. Olympics, Shannon Miller. When they were out there doing work, nobody told them to calm the hell down. Maybe it's because they know, were I, trash, and maybe Simone Biles would destroy them too. Maybe that's I the don't remember. Truth. I don't remember anyone saying this about Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah and he was entirely dominant. Like almost. Yeah. I mean, you only watched it to see the numbers go up. He knew nobody was going to challenge him. Right. Yeah, his body was built differently. But no one said anything that he had to tone it down. No one said anything that Wayne Gretzky has to tone it down. Mm-hmm. But Simone Biles does. Yes. So it, it, there, there might be a reason for that. I'm, I'm just, just saying the facts. Yeah, I think I think the reason is because she's just a nice person. Yeah, that's it. That's it. We'll go with that. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. That girl told everybody, fuck you. 
and I was so proud of her. I'm so proud of her. So proud of her. Keep doing your thing. I hope, man, I hope she keeps doing her thing. Destroying people you. like Thanos. Just leaving, just erasing <laughs> well, people. Well, in-game, in-game Thanos or Infinity War Thanos because they're two different ones. Uh, full confession, I haven't seen either one of them yet. I've, I've seen everything up to those. Oh, they're, they're good. They're good. I know they're probably great. I'm just not a movie guy. I got to be in the mood and when I do, I'll watch like four in a row to catch up. You know what I mean? Well, like, watching those two is like watching four because they're, they're pretty long. They're like so. three and a half hours long, aren't they? Yeah, like, something like that. Like watching Tombstone back to back, which I've done before. It's a great movie. Yeah, as the guy who's watched Braveheart way too many times. So trust me. I, yeah, I put him in time on Braveheart too, and that's yeah. two and a half hour, three hour movie. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Braveheart, it gets you every time. Of course, you know, we were in high school during the late 90s, and there was a movie that was long and boring that I'm sure we all saw and something about Titanic going on. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm going to mention it. <laughs> Titanic. Oh, yeah, that, that, that ruined my senior year, actually. Not like totally, but like as far as my TV life, it was all over TV. It was all commercials yeah. everywhere. Couldn't yeah. get away from it. And Celine Dion singing through her nose and throat at the same time was all over the place, too. <laughs> I don't know how the hell you do that. You're not supposed to sing, but there's a certain way you're supposed to sing, and she does it weird. That's all I know. I don't well, know the technicalities. Was... Anybody that's listening that knows the choral technicalities, please let me know. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't going anywhere. You know how it isn't going anywhere? DeAndre Ayton and Devin Booker. Oh, yeah. They they Man. ain't scared. Why would you all. be? I'm, I'm gonna say something that's gonna be real unpopular, and I don't care. Uh-oh. Devin Booker looked a lot like Kobe. Yo, he that's Devin who Booker he looked a lot like Kobe. All those Yo. pull up jumpers in the lane and getting open and getting shots up quick. And uh, oh, you are you need me to take shots? Well, that's what I've been waiting for. Spot, 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 spot. He had the Mamba mentality, man. And the thing is, him. and the thing is, and like uh, Caldwell Pope, like I don't, he you can tell his frustration. He's like, this motherfucker can really shoot. Like he like <laughs> really put him really shoot. Like yeah, like really shoot. Like, really like, 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 he thought you're not, you know, guarding a Westbrook or, or, or someone that's streaky. Like, he, like, Booker will squirt you every single time he gets the ball in his hands. Every single time. I saw Rip, Rip Hamilton with a three point shot. That's what I saw. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I saw is somebody Literally. moving off the ball, catching the ball quickly, get the ball up, pop, jumper. With handles. With Rip Hamilton with handles. Shoot in a three point jumper. It's crazy. Oh, it's crazy. He, Fun yeah. to watch. He, he, he has outscored, Le- yeah. he outscored LeBron and AD combined, just yeah. himself. Well, yeah. We're, we're going to talk about this a couple of times. There's a couple of teams that slid by because the opposing team had bad performance and you can't rely on that shit to get the title. No, but here, here's the thing. Now you're not going to be able to rely on LeBron having a bad game. Davis on the other hand, Aiden took it to him. There were multiple times where Aiden had him one-on-one on defense and owned him he did he did you know what it shows that because remember uh ad he doesn't like playing the five and thing yeah. is and you can tell by his mannerisms that he's kind of like uh i'll do it but i don't really want to do it and Aiden is like fuck you i'm taking it to you like your ad show ad and he seems a little timid man i know that there, there were some flashes of him dunking and stuff like that but overall it seems as if Aiden is giving him that you uh, remember back in the 90s that big man nicks kind of defense kind of like slouching on him kind of like hanging on him like taking it to him a little bit that's what i'm seeing with Aiden. the business yeah pretty much the business the giving him the business <laughs> that's what i'm talking about body weight exactly positioning body leverage weight, everything the whole the, tri- the bag of tricks. Giving it to him. Little Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason physicality. Yeah, I know what you're talking exactly. about. Knee in the That's back. Exactly what you're doing. Yep. All of that. Uh, and yeah. oh yeah. And it's starting to get under his skin because he was uh he was chirping at uh what's the one of the little point guards on um on the Suns, not uh, uh Schroeder? Why are you chirping down? Not Paul. Why are you chirping uh, down? No, no, not no uh, Cameron Payne. He was uh he, he was chirping at uh, uh Cameron Payne. Why are you chirping down? Yeah, that's true. Chirping down. Why are you chirping down? You gotta chirp up. Well, exactly. see, and that's the thing. So you know, AD came out and said, 
said, well, the game, the game is on me. The loss is on me. You know, it's, it's, I, I will play better. Okay, that's fine. You might play better in game two. I ex- fully expect him to. At power but forward, a, maybe. Yeah, but there's a reason why Aiden <laughs> owned him. And that's not going away. That It's that word I hate that they invented about 15 years ago, physicality. It doesn't sound right. It might really be a word. It just doesn't sound right. I'm like, <laughs> physical. I've heard physicalness, too. Whoever said physicalness, I don't know. But yeah, you're, you're right. Aiden's playing like he's playing in the mid-90s. Right. He's taking Yeah. I mean, they were, they were flashing double teams at him, and he just didn't know what to do. And, um, you know, and I know LeBron's coming back from his injury, but he didn't didn't look 100%. Tell you, like, like, like we said last week, um, Father Time is undefeated. Start to see some, uh, <laughs> some Father Time moments with LeBron, man. Yep. I'm starting to see him. Ah, and and ah. that's that's my th- that's my thing about about LeBron in this playoffs. Yes, they could probably go from the seventh seed and go all the way in. That that's fine. But it's the fact that you have to constantly be on your game. You know, when when he's the one or two seed and you're playing, you know, the Kings in the first round. Okay, you can take a game off here, or there. You can kind of ease into the playoffs. If you're on the seventh seed, you're starting on the road against a team like the Suns, and then if you win, you might have to go against Luca, and then if you win that, you might have to go against the Jazz. Mm-hmm. Father Time's going to start taking some good swings at LeBron. I'm not worried about LeBron yet because his body alone makes him a lot able to survive in the league for a few more years. Right. Like just, I, you know what I mean? Like he might not be fast break LeBron, but his body alone will allow him to survive for a, a while. Well, his, right. his body will allow him to be dominant inside. My issue right. is his jump with, shot. With no post game. Yeah. There's no post game. It doesn't right. ever go well when he's in the post. And well, defensively, not ever, but, yeah. I don't know if you guys noticed, but but defensively, he's switching a lot. And let's say, for instance, and mm-hmm. what's happening is that the um, Monty Williams of the Suns, he's catching that. So he's like, you know what he's going to do? Since he's switching, okay, we're going to put him in a situation where he's going to have to guard Chris Paul one-on-one. Or we're going to put him in a position where he's going to have to guard Devin Booker one-on-one to where He's got to exert some energy. If we can get him tired guarding our best players, we have a better chance of winning this series. Do you think he's still nicked up? I do. I don't think he's in. I don't think he's in basketball shape. I, I think his ankle is fine. He's, I don't think he's in basketball shape. How long did he sit? How long did he sit? It was like it was like three or four weeks. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I have a hard Something's time different about seeing him. somebody that spends a million plus on his body a year. You know what I mean? Like, he, right. I guess well, he time didn't get, catches up at some point. He didn't get his vacation in Miami this year like he always gets. He's been complaining about everything all year. It's been kind of tough to listen to actually. Well, it hasn't just been this year. He, I mean, he he learned that from the master and Dwayne Wade, but. It hasn't just been this year. It's been a, it's been loud this year. I've noticed yeah. it more than I normally do. But but Dwayne, you're right about about LeBron's defense. I mean, when he played with on the Heat with with Wade and with Bosh, if they needed a couple defensive stops, they would pick up traps at full court. I mean, it would it was almost like a, watching Kentucky in the '90s, and the other team didn't know what to do with it. Now LeBron seems to be kind of sagging back a little bit, trying mm-hmm. trying to not be on the best player. And you know, yes, that was 10 years ago, or at least it seems like it. But he's not the same guy that we remember. Right. And in the fourth quarter, you need your best player to play exceptional defense or get some type of stop. What's happening in the fourth quarter is that he's allowing the Caldwell Popes and the other guys to take his, the, the person that he's supposed to be guarding. And, and I get it. Age plays a factor in it. But after a while, it's like, okay, what other strategies do you have? Because like we said before, Booker ain't going nowhere. <laughs> nope. No. He's not going anywhere. So you have to – who's going to be able to guard him in the fourth quarter? Because I, I do I do feel as if the game's going to be a lot closer. So in the fourth quarter, Chris Paul is bringing the ball up. Who are you going to have to check uh, Booker coming off the baseline off of a screen from Aiton where he has the opportunity to either shoot it, drive, or he can kick it or whatever, like – Who's going to be that guy to take on that responsibility? 
consistently and be able to have some type of success. I don't see anybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that was in that, that you brought up. So, I mean, in, in late in the fourth quarter, when you need those defensive stops, you need strings of, of empty possession from the other team. And Paul is bringing the ball up. Who is taking him one-on-one? Mm-hmm. Is it LeBron because you need that? Well, okay, then who's got, who's got Booker in the back? Who's got Aiden? Because AD's not staying with them as, as much as he should be. Uh, this is I could probably say this better, but I'm not going to. The talent drop-off after AD and LeBron on the Lakers is pretty steep. Yeah. Schroeder's probably the closest, but after but that, it's, it's a bunch of pieces just kind of it's been that, together. It, it's been that way since he left Cleveland the first time. When, I think when people he was in Miami, of, it was... I think people are sick of that whole teaming up with him and going on a run thing. I think... Yeah. I, I don't know. I think that's how the Nets were born is out of disgust of that. Well, and that's the thing, though. I think teams are finally, finally figuring out, it's like, okay, we can't get the big two or three superstars here at one time. So how can how can we do this? How can we grow our team organically so we can compete with these super teams? And that's why these teams like Utah, like Phoenix, mm-hmm. you know, Boston last year, but not so much this year, and Milwaukee. That's why they're competing, and they're not going anywhere. Right? You know, they'll they'll keep signing the players, and they will grow their um, rotation from within. We well, get mm-hmm. teams like the Nets, and you've got a team like like the Lakers. You have two or three players. And you don't have the money for anybody else. I mean, the, the Lakers might because they don't care about the luxury tax. But teams like Brooklyn, they can only have that kind of roster for a year, maybe two. And they can't afford anybody else because Joe Harris is going to want his money soon. Absolutely. I think you'd be Absolutely. shocked if they make a title run being in New York City like that. I think they'll be able to afford it. Oh, they, they can't afford it because, yeah. you know, they well, don't mind paying the luxury tax. I would like to see Joe Harris. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, I don't yeah. think Brooklyn's going to be scared of the luxury tax. If they see some return on investment, I think they'll do what the Warriors did spend. Yeah, I can see I think that might be the new business model of the NBA, to be honest, is play around with your roster. And once you start to see return on investment, just spend out the butt, pay over the luxury tax. and, and But that, that only works for one team a year. Yeah, I know. But the Warriors were able to stretch it for a couple of years. True. It was, but was, the, reason why, the reason why they were is because the first two years of that run, they weren't really stretching their, their salary cap. It was only until KD got there that they were stretching the salary cap. Thanks, KD. Because you, thanks for fucking up the salary cap. Yeah. Because if you remember the first two years that the Warriors were really good, it was Steph, Clay, and, and Draymond and you know help they were kicking ass in in the the finals with Draymond Green being the third best player think about that for a second yeah. why because there was ball movement you know everything was moving around it wasn't the superstar and I think had Kyrie not hit that shot in game seven if Golden State had actually won that game KD probably doesn't go there he probably go he probably ends up in, in Brooklyn as it as it is but I, I I actually think that the Golden State would still be winning titles even without KD and they probably mm-hmm. still win them now because that that yeah. brand that brand of basketball of the movement of whomever is open is going to shoot that is that travels well as to use a football term but also too, are the um, warrior are the warriors when they're healthy the closest we're going to get to the spurs from now on i think so i yeah i think i think the warriors pre-kd the closest you know team basketball that we're going to see for a long time now well i, I take that back maybe dallas maybe dallas when everyone's healthy yeah yeah i see a glimpse of san antonio with milwaukee because because of Budenholzer, I like, like, like I see, like, especially he came from that system, right? I see him using Giannis to do high screens. Uh, Giannis and the uh, Lopez guy. I see them doing a lot of high screens, kind of like how San Antonio would do. And then the uh, point guard would cut to the basket, which in the Bucks case, that's the point guard uh, Holiday. Well, back when San Antonio, that was Tony Parker. What would happen is Tony Parker would rub off of uh, Duncan he would do two things. He would either go in and then shoot right back out to get the ball, or he would uh, go to the post and he would actually post up. He would actually post up 
if that point guard is still following him because he had a bit of a point, uh, a bit of a post up presence being a point guard. That's one of the other things that people tend to forget. But he, a lot of his points, Tony Parker had was all in the paint. And later in his career, he started to develop that that three point shot. But in the beginning, everything was in the was to the hoop or it was in the paint. I kind of see that a little. Oh, bit. Oh, and that series, that, that first finals against the Cavs, and it was 07, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think Parker ever took a shot outside of the lane. Oh. I think he did either. He didn't have an outside shot. That came <laughs> later in his career. He kind of did the Jason. I mean, uh, that man lived and he, in, in he the one. He, he was making Booby Gibson uh, or Daniel no, Gibson. Who's the other point guard? Once you get that, you're unstoppable. Once yeah. you can do what Tony does and then add the jumper, you're unstoppable. Yeah. And that's why he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Because you can't you can't play up on him and you can't play off? Or you yeah. both ways. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the thing about Giannis. If Giannis can, can develop a consistent outside shot, it's over. Yeah. There's, there's reasons certain people don't have things. Like if Shaq hit all his free throws, Throws, he'd been the most dominant player ever. ever. Well, and I think the reason why Shaq doesn't hit his free throws is the same reason that Giannis isn't really good at free throws and why he's not good at three-point shooting. Their hands are too big. Oh, yeah. It just uh, Go to the gym and try to shoot like a small volleyball or something. See how that feels. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Just weird. shooting a volleyball is weird. And that's, that's the problem because Giannis's hands are like the size of my face. I mean, they're huge. And I, Shaq had it too. And it's just when you get in your head about shooting, it's just it's hard to, to overcome that. And hell, that's why Giannis has 10 second violations when shooting free throws because he's in his own head. Yeah. Cut it loose. I think he'll improve though because the thing is, he just has the will to want to get better. Like, like, like he wants to be the best player in the NBA yeah. and he's starting to take, uh, you know, steps to do so. You I don't think you can he care about free throws. I don't think you can care about free throws. I think these guys get in their head too much. You know what I mean? Like going up there all tense and tight is not going to solve the problem. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, and watch the, watch the next Bucks game when it comes on. Watch when he goes to the line. He will start and stop like two or three times each shot. Yeah, because he uh, just he, he's in his own head. A yeah. jump shot is all chest and shoulders and stuff. Of course, with your your hips and your knees, but like the 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 main mechanical parts, your chest and your shoulders. If you're all tight, stressed out, and stuff, you're not going to be consistent. Right. Yep. And also, too, you can tell that he's trying to find his rhythm. He'll go, okay, one, two. Like he's trying to find. Mm-hmm. He's that in his head. You can't, think, yeah. you can't right. think. You can't think. And and that's why. You know, as much as I wanted the, the Milwaukee to win, I like what Karan Butler did for the Heat. He called him out on it. Mm. He was sitting there counting himself one, two, three, and when he when he got to nine, he was screaming at him to distract him to get the ten second violation. And I don't blame him. I, I do the same. Karl Malone, man, Karl Malone just takes forever. Oh, but, you know, Malone. I, I swear that man would take fifteen seconds for, for free throw. Well, in fact, I think he was the reason up. why they had that. <laughs> a big guy man what is he what he was when he retired he was what six nine two sixty five i was yeah, well, what you ever I wonder it was 275 what, but yeah you ever probably, wonder yeah, what yeah, he's yeah. mumbling at the free throw line you ever wonder he's mumbling at the free throw line make it 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 i think it was an apology to that girl hey that, that, that's all you oh, <laughs> oh no these, these aren't allegations these aren't allegations. He had a son. Yeah, Demetrius Bell. Right. Played for the Bills. Yep, for the Bills. These aren't allegations. I'm not talking about anything that, I mean, he denied child support for this kid. So it's not like Kobe where maybe, maybe not. It's just no, we're this, just saying, yeah, he absolutely is. did it. No, Carl Malone got a free pass for having getting an underage girl pregnant. Yeah. He like never, he proof. never, yeah, like there's proof. He's never been never been dealt with for that you think it matters he could probably run for a senator it was like wasn't she 14 though it's like 19 and 14 or something like that yeah just not, turned 14 it's, yeah it's bad dude it's yeah. uh, i mean i, I eight, don't don't get 18, me wrong i completely agree the 1817 thing is we understand that the 1816 thing we kind of understand that you start getting south of that nah. yeah, yeah I, I believe don't don't quote me on that because i haven't looked at the laws because i haven't had a reason to but I believe that the separation is 18 months. If, if there's an 18 month gap, I believe 
that the cops just kind of looked the, the other way. Yeah, but he was in college when this took place. Yeah. He was like a freshman in high school. And, and that's also the thing. Like, dude, you, you are a big basketball player in college. Why are you doing this? Why, why are you going back to high school? It's about control. I've had people ask me this about rappers too, like mystical. For, and I'm not, you know, I'm just saying like, it's about making that person do what you want at that minute. It's not about sex necessarily. So Deshaun, so Deshaun Watson. Mm, mm, mm. Talking about <laughs> allegations. <laughs> Can't talk about allegations. Thirteen-year-old girl. Uh, yeah, had a child with a thirteen-year-old girl. She was thirteen. Yes, sir. So wow. we're talking middle that, school. But there's no number that's acceptable for thirteen. No, right? No, oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Oh, oh I, he he was twenty, guys. Well, and and let let's no, let's do this math no. for a second. Yeah. Okay, so. He was 20. She was 13 when she gave birth. Okay. As as we all know, it takes nine months to grow Whoa. a human inside. Yeah, he could have gotten her when 11, she could have been 12 in three months. Though, so we don't know. Dude. I see what you're saying. Or, or it could be 13 in three months. Yeah. 13 in two months. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Either way, it's no bueno. There's no. 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 We shouldn't, no, even, no. We shouldn't, even, we shouldn't even talk about the tributaries to this case. We should just ignore it. The main river's bad enough. The current's strong enough in there. It's uh, it's bad. Seven, seven year difference. Like that shotgun stuff down here. Yeah. Down here. Indeed. I don't know. I don't know if you'd be charged for something. Well, let's say 15 years ago down here. I don't know how that, I don't think you would have been charged. You would have gone to court probably and you would probably let off some kind of probation or apology. Well, I see. I think in, in Lake and Sumter counties, I think you probably would have gone to jail for a couple months. You start getting a little further north and it doesn't yeah. matter. No, I know a guy in Texas caught a guy violating his daughter beat him to death and uh he was in court for six hours i think I, i'm cool with it <laughs> cool with it no problem hey, hey you gotta protect yours yeah but what's worse is this, it was his farmhand the guy he hired so think how that felt like it you know what i mean it wasn't some vagrant or something the guy that he brought onto his property so like yeah you got most of the time it's somebody that you know right, uh, most of the time in situations like that it's someone that you know good way to get thrown in a wood chipper yeah yeah, yeah. you you uh, will be disappeared you'll be disappeared and nobody's gonna look we might act like it no. we're not really looking <laughs> no we might all gather at the park for the news station but as soon as those cameras go off we're all drinking beer so shoot so so i don't now like thinking of the details and looking at Carmelo. Malone. don't think now, too hard I, it, it'll, it'll make you sick yeah, yeah but kobe didn't kobe kind of put things well, out about him well you can't talk about kobe this year no, no, fuck no i can't yeah no 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 i'm talking about kobe had an issue with Carmelo Malone because i think kobe knew about that about him he oh he no carl, carl was trying to mess with Vanessa. right and, and carl and, said like, he was hunting, carl said he was hunting little mexican girls and kobe heard about it. so even that statement alone like how can you say some shit like that? i wouldn't carl's, say like that carl's like an old country white guy trapped in a big black man's body i'm dead serious <laughs> i'm not joking you. no i believe isn't you. he from like deep deep south louisiana yeah he's from like it's probably it's probably a survival Baton tactic Rouge. probably a survival tactic the same way the uh, native americans acted italian so they didn't get uh, discriminated against. Well, and, and more than likely, they probably kept him around because he was good at basketball and good good for the schools. But you know, all of the language was still set around him. He just picked up on it. I bet you him and Candace Owens were related. <laughs> so funny thing about Candace Owens, she used to be a liberal commentator. Yeah, she won't admit, she won't bring this well, up, but she yeah, paper for being a liberal commentator. The reason I, why she's a conservative commentator now because there's more money in it. Oh, I thought it was because her after your eyes drift so far apart, you just switch parties. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she both, she and. 
Simon and Silk used to used to do liberal commentation, I, but there's no money in it because the, I, the markets are saturated. I think her face has plate tectonics. <laughs> that was good, Adam. Your little hmm doesn't work for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you got two plates in the middle drifting farther and farther away. She'd be looking left and right like a fish in about two years. But I mean, it, it's it's amazing what people would do for money in this country. No, it's not anymore. It's none of it's amazing. After these, I'm not shocked anymore. I'm not shocked. And you know what kicked it all off? Jackass. When it was cool to get paid to get your balls exploded. Dude, have you seen Johnny when Knoxville it, recently? He looks rough. What? Really? He's yeah. lost a lot of weight. And he has, a, he, I guess he's been dying his hair since mid 20s because his father went gray when he was in his early 20s. So he's all gray now because the pandemic, he just, he didn't, he stopped dying it. So he's all gray and he's pretty thin and he's wearing baggy clothes. I read that whole article, most of it at work today. Yeah, he, he's doing his final Jackass movie. Gaunt would be a good term, I believe, is gaunt. Yes, that, gaunt. that is a pro. Return. It's sad, but I mean, how? What kind of condition do you expect those guys? Yeah. Like living is good. Like you guys made it. You, you didn't say no to anything for twenty years, and you're here. <laughs> well, and it wasn't just you didn't say no to any stunt. You didn't say no to anything. Anything. So the amount of drugs or alcohol that went through that body would have killed a, a mere mortal. I don't know why, but one of my favorite things they ever did was the, it, it's one of the more meek things they've ever done. But the jet engines, when they're standing behind the jet engines and throwing stuff into the into the thrust, and it's getting shot at the guys i don't know why that was so entertaining to me because one they couldn't stand up so the, the object was to dodge these things they couldn't dodge it they had no like body control they're behind a jet engine and they're just throwing like shoes and everything right into it. just they're tripping over it's excellent such a good that was fun yeah, yeah. and the hand have you ever seen the high five skit i probably did there was they were like in their offices or whatever and they rigged up this spring-loaded hand on a door oh and so, like the guys would come through the door and they trigger it and just slap the shit out of them Oh, yeah. Knock them and they convinced one guy to bring six bowls of soup into the room. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And they triggered the hand. Uh, ben Margera <laughs> got knocked off his clean off his feet because he just walked into the room and just clotheslined him. Knocked him clean off his feet. Oh, damn. Yeah. It, my daughter asked me, why would people do that? It's like, because they made money. Right. Because those shows and those movies made a crap ton of money. That shit was entertaining. Whenever, if anybody else is volunteering to do that, why would you not watch? Yeah, but like, man, there, there's nothing entertaining about, I think it was Steve-O. Steve-O was wearing underwear and he allowed Randy Johnson to throw fucking, uh, what was it? Was it oranges or some shit at his balls at like a hundred miles an hour? I said, dude, you're fucking crazy. Look, they're showing you things you'll never see and they're doing things for you so you don't ever have to do them. Thank you. Dude, thank you very much. I don't need to take a Randy Johnson fastball to my nuts to know it's going to hurt. Look, he had the guts to do it and he was willing to give up the twig and berry. I'm like, dude, it got to the point where he couldn't walk, man. Like, Randy Johnson was like, you're paying me to do this shit. All right. <laughs> boom. You boom. Saw, bullseyes. You saw when they went out there with Jared Allen, didn't you? Oh, he, he was tacky. Yeah, like, yeah, come on now. I mean, you found a football player, but then you found like the craziest one of his generation or the one of the craziest. One. Like, yeah, go ahead. Play football with him. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. We'll he watch. Was just, he was tossing them like fucking red dolls. I remember that. Hey, some of their basic stuff was great too. The shopping cart stuff where they started, where they just load up in a shopping cart. And push it to a curb and eject the person into bushes. I don't know why that entertained me. When that first came out, I was like, that is great. Because we're simple creatures. We are simple creatures. And I don't pretend to be anything else. If it's funny, it's funny. Fuck you. 
Jeez. Oh, oh, that shit was hilarious. They oh, are hilarious. <laughs> they are, they're all absolutely hilarious. And then the Wee Man and uh, what's his name? Preston. Wee Man and Preston were hilarious. Like, imagine walking through the city all of a sudden. Uh, what's the proper term, Adam? Help me before I get a little uh, person. You see a little person come tearing around the corner in a diaper. And then you <laughs> see this like 6'3, 400 pound man come tearing around the corner in a diaper. Like, imagine what's going through your head. <laughs> I might get in the first building I see, whatever it is. Like, just go in. I'm going to stay in here for a while. <laughs> and you got to give them credit. They were pretty damn creative. Yeah. To come up with those and to make three or four movies of this shit and, and to keep it fresh. On top of their, on top of their show. Because their yeah. show was, on top of the show. Oh, exactly. And then they had shoot-off shows that were successful. Um, when they went to Africa and messed with all the animals they should have left alone. And then my friend, oh, my friend, I don't even want to put his name out here because it's too funny, but he was like, hey, you want to go see Jackass? I was like, yeah, man, we'll go see Jackass. So we went to go see the 3D one. Soon as the dildos start flying through the air, I look over, he's asleep. I was like, yep. <laughs> That's part of the course. He's like, I'm not watching dildos. watch movie with dildos. It's all good. Well, they're flying at your face. It was 3D. It was, hey, it was what, whatever you want to do on a Friday night is your business and i don't need to know about it you keep bringing up friday nights what the hell do you do on friday <laughs> spend time with my wife mm, that's not what your forehead says it's red <laughs> <laughs> speaking of didn't, didn't we have an obt discussion a few weeks back man have we, have we... Man, we're not trying to get archived bro don't do that <laughs> What are you talking about? With your porn star knowledge, we should be able to See, navigate. But no, but you keep bringing it up. Nobody's talking about porn right now. Excuse me. Adam keeps bringing it up. This is my first <laughs> time bringing it up. Adam, dude, you're the one talking about dildos flying at your face. You're talking about jackass and did jackass 3D. They flew dildos at your face. Shoot. Nothing at work. I've had them drop out of dressers onto my arm. Yeah. You have to say shit. Six-year-old woman's dildo hits you in the arm. It's a little more than shit. Yeah. Oh, fuck. It's not like... It's not like it's not like Becky around the corner dildo hit me in the arm or something. <laughs> Becky's grandma's dildo hit me in the arm. <laughs> and what's worse is like we're moving this, I don't know, probably middle-aged, lower middle-aged couple once a few years ago. And I tipped the nightstand upside down and it just fell in the middle of my forearm and sat there. Didn't even oh. roll off or nothing. I was like, what? My forearm's not flat. That's I didn't not flat. Shot. Why is it sit here? <laughs> you you got to clean those things. Bullshit. I picked it up and waved it in my partner's face. I was like, <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I don't care. I'm telling you, you better not be around me when one of those falls out of the dresser. I'll chase you. <laughs> right off the truck. Throw guy, work, guy work guy work is 300 pounds. Chase his ass right off the truck. All you boom, 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 boom. <laughs> Look, it's kind of like an unsaid thing when we come into your house and tell you what we're going to take. You take the dildos. We don't want the dildos. So guns, money, and dildos, you take. We don't want that horse shit. <laughs> so like when you don't follow that rule I'm going to make it known that I found your dildo not to you but to everybody I'm working with <laughs> boogie 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 <laughs> God forbid your back's turned to me oh no man you couldn't be no, no 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 not that you perv jeez jeez <laughs> over here talking about plugging things in sockets I'm talking about I'm talking about poking you on the shoulder with it or something. hey don't you just <laughs> seen way too many movies yeah golly not, not of that God. caliber but you know what I'm saying, <laughs> dude. You know what I said, hey man. Don't turn you. Don't turn you back to yeah, me. Yeah, because I'm gonna poke you in the back with it, not turn you into a popsicle. <laughs> you said turn to a popsicle. Why that's just funny. Oh, turn to a popsicle, huh? Oh, hold on. Oh man. <laughs> oh man. Sorry, I should have went on beat, man. 
but I'm sorry to disagree. <laughs> so, anyways, be, before we completely just lose our minds, and I want to bring Dorian back. So you can't save this from dildos. No, no, no. It's, it's already gone. So, We're there. I saw I saw a story on ESPN the other day. We're gonna we're gonna get to baseball. We're gonna do a baseball story here. So just bear with me for a second. <laughs> He's desperate to get away from dildos. He's going to baseball. Oh, oh God. that's I can't breathe. Uh, pulled my top left ab. <laughs> so so ESPN is complaining because he is, that's what ESPN does. They're complaining that there are too many no hitters in baseball this year. I think the record I think is like seven or eight in a year. Oh, so and we're, they're we're, already we're, we're back they're to, already at six. We're we're back to complaining about excellence again. Is that what we're doing tonight? Yep, pretty much. We're just yep. gonna fucking whine about people being great and shit. As Dorian said, that's the American way. No, it's not. It's the neo like American way. Whatever this new, weird, soft, but like hard. That's the weirdest thing about these people, is they talk all hard and tough and then they'll like you confront them about their shitty beliefs they turtle up it's the craziest shit nope. so it's like the people that have been talking about snowflake and safe place are in their little igloos i don't understand it because you you always accuse the other side of what you're guilty of until you get called on your bullshit and then you turtle up and whine about it. well no then you just you find some other reason to blame the other side i have to think of another analogy because i like turtles so what else would it be potato bug. hey man there are some tur- potato bugs. there you go they just go whoop in their little balls and roll away sorry turtles <laughs> so i i will say that, that this strategy worked great about 80 years ago worked for a great for an entire country and then it didn't so we'll just we'll, we'll leave it at that why do we want to be the next like fastest fastest nation like why are we trying so hard it's crazy that they're they're screaming at the libs saying communist socialist but you guys are the ones that want to do all the communist shit again you accuse the other side of what you of what you are guilty of yeah but i got people in my family they're so stupid they can't see the other side of it and they're just like going along with it with their head in the sand it's just tough to watch and unfortunately of, I, I i don't see it getting any better i'm sick of bitching about greatness and i'm sick of bitching about uh, it's just we're getting soft it's a weird combination of soft and hard people that can't handle what they just show it's the craziest thing well uh, we joked last week it's like a basketball fight you know it's the hold me back hold me back i i i want to pretend that i'm tough but i'm really not Mm. i saw this video online of two dogs barking at each other or they're just staying there sniffing each other and then somebody pushes a rolling gate in front of them they go crazy like growling and snarling each other and there was a meme that said uh in person versus the internet this is exactly what it is as soon as that wall's up now everybody's tough and they're screaming each other yeah digital uh, beer muscles that's all it is that's why i like to mess around some of those facebook groups and just attack the moron <laughs> no you don't ever do that you should do that's a good stress release you transfer your stress to other people nicely that way Dude, i had to stop for a while hey between listening to run the jewels and playing around on facebook i think i aged about three years last year well i think we all aged about 10 last year yeah it was like a dog year i mean be- between being holed up not having anywhere to go and then listening to all the bullshit over social media and tv and everything it, it was just exhausting i didn't have any gray in my beard it was just on my chin now it's in my beard too I was like, he's mm. 2020, you son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, I want to share something with you guys. Um, so, so me and a, a guy from work, we were talking, and we were talking about sports commentators, right? And on our last podcast, and even the one before that, we were just talking about authentic sports journalism and how it's pretty much non-existent, right? And I was telling him about our podcast, and one of the things that he said was, he said, man, one of the things that I hate is, he said, I hate we have people like the freaking Stephen A's and the Skip Bayless call another NFL or NBA player like a scrub or a bust. And he said they couldn't, they can't even hold their jockstrap. And he said, like, what we need is we need like a podcast or we need a media outlet that 
that they're going to call it like it is respect. And that's we have everyone. We're on right. it. Right. Exactly. And that's why I was telling him. But it just matter of it just goes to show that like the average fan is getting tired of the whole. I sit on the side. You sit on the side. I'm just go scream at each other for the whole time. And they're actually looking for individuals that has logic. Say, hey, you know what? Maybe this guy isn't right for this team. But he's not a total scrub because you can't be a scrub if you play in the NFL. You play in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yeah. So Tommy said. Yeah. BJ made the great analogy last week, and I'm going to keep giving you credit for this. So if you go to the grocery store, everything there probably tastes good, except for maybe sardines. You know, but there are stuff that's on the top. Anchovies and sardines, no bueno. Yeah. But there's stuff that's on the top shelf, middle shelf, and bottom shelf. Okay. It's just like liquor. Top shelf, middle shelf, bottom shelf. The guys in the NBA, they're still in the grocery store. They may not be top yeah. shelf, but they're still there. They're still they're still serviceable. They're better than ninety-eight percent of the population, if not more. Yeah. And so yes, there there are some guys that just don't get it. And, you know, there's always gonna be a Ryan Leaf that just doesn't have the mental capacity, the emotional capacity to handle the game. Uh, and there's then there's gonna be guys like, you know, I'm hoping Jared Goff, who just were in a bad situation and the need a change of scenery and it can progress and we, we all like that in our professional life sometimes we take jobs that we just don't fit at and it happens what if you take what if you take all the jobs and you don't fit any of them? what do you do then well it's just like if you have you know seven or eight you know, ex-wives eventually you have to realize the problem is you oh <laughs> uh, yeah that's what i'm talking about as long so you as have they a, know it too yeah you can have a guy like greg hardy and realize okay dude you are the problem and then you have a guy like like Rich Gannon, who just needed to find the right spot, and he could have it a decent couple years. I don't like talking about washouts too much. I mean, I know we do it, but it's like there's too many factors into why somebody could wash out of injuries. Um, maybe they weren't prepared properly in college and never got the help they needed in the NFL, so the system could fail them. And there's some people that whose physical skills don't translate. Like there's a uh, Russell Westbrook forever. He's a he's a much better professional basketball player than he was a college basketball player. And there's some people that are much better college ball, basketball players than they are NFL players. And, and we've talked about that, That's about, you know, the, these high school and college coaches need to prepare their players for the next step, whatever that step is. You know, yeah. even even middle school coaches need to start preparing these guys and not just rely on their athletic ability to win that game, but to progress as a player and to progress as a person. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, for one, wish there were, there were some way that we could help middle school and high school kids progress as people. Yes, mm-hmm. you use your opportunities you have. If you're athletically gifted, use that for exposure but but use it use an exposure for the to progress yourself as a person not just win the game for the coach is going to get an extra hundred bucks because he won and and bj you're right there's so many different variables go into will this player be successful in the league because peyton manny would he have been successful if he'd gone to san diego instead of indianapolis maybe would ryan leaf have been successful in a place like indianapolis instead of san diego possibly yeah you just don't know no you're absolutely right i, I just um so many factors play in so like Kwame we never got to see Kwame's full potential because he was pretty much shit on for the minute he walked in the league he was yeah Kwame was broken rookie training camp yeah so he's an example and then you have guys like Jamarcus Russell who just don't give a shit he was big man on campus everything came easy to him as soon as he had to work for it he's like nope so there's so many variables I try not to be down on players what I will do is shit talk pick your decisions to pieces though uh, that's what I will do because you are in a privileged position mm. you should, you're lucky to be where you are there's uh, tens of thousands of the kids trying to get where you are every year so uh i will pick 
make your decisions apart. But as far as it's tough to really pick uh, people I, apart as players, I will. Had their fair shot. Yeah, but if if you do something off the court that's just like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. Then yes, I will criticize you nine ways from Sunday. Or you know, JR, whether that's you know, Keith, or no, J.R. Smith and his end of the game thing, same thing. I'm talking yeah. shit about that too. That was stupid. You've been playing basketball for how long? Professionally? Like I'm not even mm-hmm. talking about all the basketball you played. I'm talking about professional basketball. And then we can talk about how many times you've been in the playoff and you didn't know what time it was at the end of a playoff game. Like, man. <laughs> man, the that, guy, uh, man so like yeah your decisions I'm, I'm talking shit all day but as far as like your abilities it's tough it's really tough I can well, like, it, like we said earlier I can say you might not fit here you'd be a better fit somewhere else but it's about as far as you can go really yeah but you, you take a guy like Ron Dane okay when Ron Dane was in college he was a freaking beast at Wisconsin he would plow through the line and I don't think he ever lost a yard I think he always went into the line and got two or three yards or sometimes 20 or 30 but when he got to the NFL something changed with him i don't know what it was i can't pinpoint it but he instead of being a you know just a a battering ram he tried to become a dancer back there i have i have, a, I, have a, I have an idea i have an idea he found nfl linebackers they were the same size as him <laughs> with speed yeah yeah that's what happened uh, no I'm just, that's what happens to a lot of people they get to the league and it's like oh <laughs> Yeah. So I, that's what I felt like. He found people the same size as his weight for him at the line of scrimmage. But see, that's the thing. Like, instead of going with what got him there and becoming better at it, he tried to completely change his game, and he was washed out after three or four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wonder if that had to do with the fact that he wasn't fast coming out, and if he'd put any more weight on to be dominant, he wouldn't get fast, period. It, it, that's possible. I'm just trying to think of reasons, because he was a hell of a running back in college. Yeah. Hell of a running back. And for him just to, like, completely check out. And, you know, that's a position where heart is required, too. Right. Like, you, yeah. can't, you can't have a willy-nilly heart be an NFL running back. Well, you, you have to want to play to get hit 400 times a year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, you're, you're like the, the tip of the spear, basically. Yeah. It's a tough position. Uh, yeah. And you see a guy like Curtis Enos, who would have been good. I still think Curtis Enos would have been good in the NFL if he had learned to hang on to the damn ball. I remember, oh, yeah. I remember him. Because his first year, he had like a thousand yards, and then he got like the worst case of fumbleitis this side of Sammy Smith and just couldn't hang on to the ball at all. Isn't that crazy how you can get the fumbleitis or like, you know, the pitchers all of a sudden can't throw to first base? And like, it's just Rick Ankiel. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like, it's some, something in your brain just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it happens more in baseball, ironically, than it does in other, mm-hmm. in other sports. Now, it happens the in golf sometimes. Yeah, 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 the yips are bad. Chuck Knobloch couldn't play anymore at all. That Rick Ankiel right? had to completely change positions. Didn't Chuck Knobloch have to re? That's why he has the weird batting stances because he like couldn't hit and like, yeah, he had to. Re- redo his whole batting stance and now it's all funky he wanted to be like a 300 hitter in the last few years of his career i think well he, he had basically squat at, at the plate yeah. to hit yeah. uh chuck knoblock he played for was it minnesota or yankees he played, for minnesota. he played for minnesota then he went to the yankees, yankees. and, and he i think it was when he is yeah, somewhere in there but i think it was when the yankees that he had yep. to switch him from shortstop to the outfield because he mm-hmm. couldn't throw to first and then he also had batting problems had to completely rebuild his batting if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong i, I, I thought that's what happened yeah i, I no, Knobloch, his stance was he practically squatted at the, at the plate. I, I don't a, know the nice reason stance. why. But yeah, like Rick, Rick Ankiel, he was a great pitcher for the Cardinals, started game one of the playoffs and had like six or seven wild pitches and couldn't pitch anymore. He, he had to go to the outfield because he couldn't pitch. He couldn't find the plate. You think some of them feel the pressure being a professional athlete and it just like, it starts that downward spiral where it's like, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then they're just backpedaling until they figure it all out again. Two words, Nick Anderson. Well, you gotta, you gotta bring up sensitive shit. We're talking about baseball <laughs> and nobody cares about pick apart pitchers enough. 
Why do I bring up some sensitive stuff? Hey, I want to make you cry today, apparently. To fucking change the whole course of the franchise. You hit free throws. Jesus Christ. I know. But that's the point. I mean, it, it broke him for over a year. It broke the magic. The magic has been broke ever since. It broke ever since. It still affects Nick Anderson now because uh, last time I went to a magic game, some fans were trolling him. It was like, hey, you think you hit those free throws now? And he was like, ha, ha, ha. I know he wanted to cuss them out, but I mean, it just sticks with him. That was Deserves a- it. Well, and, and how many how many years did the magic not want him around that's a little much it, it, it that's was a, that's a it much. wasn't until recently yeah that's it wasn't until much. recently that he w- he became an ambassador for the team no like, need to be a total piece of shit orlando's magic ownership you're already yeah. mostly a piece of shit are, are you surprised that the boss family is a piece of shit <laughs> you want me to do you want me to answer that sarcastically or truth i don't even know which is which anymore thing. by the way i don't know which is which anymore it all blends together but yeah i mean i think you're right there i think something about this it, big stage i screw up and then oh my god i'll do it again yeah and like it just it it destroys them. Whirlpool to the bottom. Um, David Duvall in golf. Yeah, it's not fun to watch either. Like, I don't take, I don't know. Some things, there's a lot of things that are funny to me that aren't funny to other people. That shit's not funny to me because it's like their livelihood going down the drain in front of your eyes. It's just tough to, tough to swallow. Do, do any of you know what happened to um, John Starks his his last year in the NBA and how he, they said he dealt with um, anxiety and depression and things of that nature? Well, I had heard that that game seven against the Rockets really, really ate at him. Yeah, he was he was like eight, wasn't he? One, no, he was more than that. Yeah, he I, I think it was like one for 12 or one for 15 or something, just god awful. And I, I think it just got to him. See. I mean, I'm looking it up now. Yeah, me too. Because I believe that after that year, I think he was replaced by Doug Christie. I think Doug Christie was drafted by the Knicks that year to replace him. And that's when he started. And then from there, he went from the Knicks to, I think, Golden State. Let me look here. Yep. Yep. He started his career at Golden State and then he played with the Knicks. And then that after that year where he had a terrible. Oh, 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 sorry. I'm just re- I just read it. I just read it. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't no, mean what you. happened? Uh, he missed 16 of 18 shots, including all 11 of his three point attempts. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, it was two for eighteen. It was yeah. And if you if you go back and actually watch the game and listen to to Marv Albert call it, he was like, "Well, he just got to shoot himself out. He's got to shoot himself out." And what he ended up doing is shoot him shooting the team out of the game. Yeah, that you know, I believe that. I believe in shooting yourself out of a slump. But there's also a time and a place for that shit. You can start right. shooting yourself out of a slump in the first half, but that second half you got to tighten up. Yeah. There's yeah. only a couple of shooters in the NBA to where you're like, okay, he has a slump. Keep giving the damn ball and let him shoot it. Steph and John Fox wasn't one of them. Steph Bird. No, <laughs> Miller, you know, Ray Allen, Dame. Yeah, yeah, dirt, you know, dirt. the, the great ballers, the ballers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not LeBron though. LeBron has to go to the basket to get his group back. That's what Stella is. Dude, LeBron is so good that he can will an injury to move from his shoulder to his leg. That, oh my gosh, I sent you guys a video in the group chat. The <laughs> ringer, the ringer did a great job explaining LeBron's little punk ass injury against the Suns. Did you see that video I sent you? Yeah. Tell me that guy was not dead on. Well, the ringer is normally really on. good. Yeah. He was dead on. They always he was dead on. Crazy. He was talking about when LeBron got injured, injured when Chris Paul, who weighs 60 pounds less than him and is seven inches shorter than him, came up and tried to box him out. And then when he felt the body contact, he decided to jump and that cut his legs out from under him. He falls on the ground as if a, as, as the guy from the ringer said, as if he's been shot by a sniper. So <laughs> the fight starts once it, the uh, dude from the ringer is saying, once LeBron realized the fight started, that LeBron walked over to where the fight was and collapsed again. It was away from, he walked away from the benches and collapsed where the fight was because he knew where the cameras were. This guy has it all figured out and he's 100% correct. I'm <laughs> 
was, he was like, the problem was like, that's sad, bro. That's teenage girl stuff. Where you walk through the house and go, huh, huh, until somebody says what's wrong. Exactly. You know what? You know what I don't do? I don't ever say what's wrong. I assume you have allergies. Just ignore the ass. Don't care. Don't care. You got allergies. If you don't want to well, tell me, if I've asked you three times, that's too, too many. Again, I go back to, they learned under the tutelage of the great Dwayne Wade. Dwayne, you know, would hurt his shoulder and be carried off in a wheelchair because somehow your shoulder is connected to your leg. Full on ho shit though. Like I need more camera time. I need more followers. Let me collapse where the fight is. He got up, walked over, and then collapsed. Who collapses from an elbow injury? Anybody? Dude. Who collapses from an elbow injury? I don't know. I don't know who was worse. His his flop or Gobert's flop? If you had your legs cut off in an accident and you had no wheelchair and you walked around on your arm, I would understand if you collapsed from an elbow injury. Yo, um, the show Shaq and the Fool, they had the worst flop. Dude, LeBron is always in the top 10. Because LeBron and Wade, both the of per- them. The perfect analogy was the sniper analogy, LeBron always looks like he's getting shot by a sniper. Yeah. Like, you just make a video, just pew, and LeBron hitting the ground. Pew. <laughs> and that one by that one by uh, Marcus Smart a few years ago on the baseline, oh, that guy bumped him, and he wet fished out of bounds, taking <laughs> flopping in the air. Like, how do these guys get laid? That shit's not cool. They have lots of money. Oh, that's right. But, that's, but I mean, still, that shit looks like soccer out there. Bro, I've seen soccer games where there's less acting. You know why? Because at least they perfected it. They don't always look like they got hit by snipers. Yeah, they always look like I hit by snipers. They always. It's easier to no, sell. Like getting kicked in the shin. Yeah, you. That, that, that hurts. shit hurts. I understand. Hurts. I understand <laughs> needing them in. Well, see, and, and here's the thing with soccer, though, is they will flop. Well, they'll get hit, but they'll make it look bad because if you can get a yellow card or a red card against the you other can team, get a player it out. actually. Exactly. Yeah. And so you, you've got more incentive to flop around like a dead fish. Not now that they got the flagrant foul rule in the NBA. If I can get you the flagrant foul in the first half in a physical game, it's pretty likely I might be able to get you out of there. Yep. yep. And that's the thing. There's no replay in soccer for that. Mm. There is in the NBA, but there's not in soccer. Those those soccer refs need replay. They're the, those refs are the most in danger of any refs on any place of the earth. Soccer refs are the closest to being killed at any minute of any referees. By the players and by the fans. Players, fans. Yeah, I don't trust those soccer Owners. Fans. Don't trust those soccer fans. They call them hooligans and they celebrate them being hooligans. They're excited yeah. about hooliganism. And, what, and what's funny about a soccer player is like they'll go down, it'll look like their leg is broken. Trainer will come out, spray some magic spray on their and leg and they'll pop right back up. I know. I want to try it so bad. I want the magic spray. That shit it looks like, you look like look like you're 17 again. It's the spray from Mad Max Fury Road. These guys are like, oh, that did it. That did it. That's exactly what I needed. <laughs> <laughs> like a glass of water on a hot day or something. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, so, and I, I don't know if that's where sports is going. Let's just try, try to act because, I mean, like, Go Bears flop the other day was just pathetic. If this shit makes it into the NFL, I'm telling you, we're going to have to change the name of this podcast. We have to be Sandlot Summer of it. <laughs> Sandlot acting. No, so, we're going to have to cut. No, if it gets that bad, we can't cover sports anymore. We have to do something else. We could cover politics for like a minute and then we'll get shot. Oh, they're going to shoot us. That means they have to do something. They'll just torture us by making sure that everything we try to can't do. Yeah, keep, yeah well, yeah. But they <laughs> yeah. can still do it. Just we Any, can't. Yeah, well, anything you have to sign your name to won't work out. Let's put it that way. You want a new yeah. house? Yeah, that mortgage. <laughs> Wait a minute! You're from Sandlot Sports? Uh, maybe? No, that that that's the other Adam. You guys Good are night. a bunch. <laughs> you guys are a bunch of radicals. 
<laughs> yeah, because we want health care for you to leave people of color alone and uh, just quit being all around douches. That's all we really want. I don't yeah. think. Yeah, it's like I, I don't. I don't want to sell my kidney to take care of my diabetes. Yeah. I, how can you attack the liberal platform? Like I can understand how you can attack the far left because they're like moronic. I understand that the far left's too far. You can be too politically correct, and they've done it. So I understand that. I think you remember, you know how I say you got to get rid of the, the best and the worst. You got to get rid of the unicorn and the worst. You got to do that the political parties too. You got to cut the extremists off. Fuck them. They're crazy. Leave them over there. Now we got to work in the middle somehow. Mm-hmm. But the problem is the extremists have been empowered for, oh, six, seven years now. Mm-hmm. It's not looking good. Not looking good. Right. It seems like he's still heading in that direction too. And, and, and you know what's funny? I can feel the protest. I can feel the tent the, the mood of this podcast change. This is the same mood that was coming about when I started talking about dildos too. Like everybody's really <laughs> uneasy. Nobody really like I, I was waiting for Adam to respond to what I just said. He took a minute to do it. And I was like, oh, everybody's uncomfortable. So politics equals dildo. That's my math. For yes. The night, guys. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to name the, t- the the episode that right there. Politics <laughs> equals dildos. It does. It makes everybody uncomfortable. Problem is we were never taught how to talk about politics. So everybody gets butt hurt when they're when they're I think that's everybody. There's a few things that were like the greatest um, hustles pulled on the human race. Tying communism to socialism as if they're exclusive and um what i was just talking about dang it i lost not well i i think just as a society we we don't learn how to critically talk oh we don't we don't know how to critically think and we sure as hell don't know how to critically talk tying tying communism to socialism as if they're exclusive and then not be everybody saying don't talk money don't talk politics don't talk religion we have a generation of financially illiterate people we mm-hmm. have a, de- a de- generation of socially illiterate people and we have a, gen- a generation of politically ignorant people. and i think a lot of those things have added to that we should always talk politics mm-hmm. we should always talk religion we should always talk money as long as the conversation stays civil right. it can be passionate but as long as it stays civil and it's not like stephen a smith yelling at you know skip bayless right. then you should be able to talk about any topic regardless like, of what it is. Like, i can do that until you die on your hypocrisy so I'm cool well, with that. That, that goes back to the, uh, having a civil and good faith conversation. <laughs> if you're willing to have a civil, good faith conversation, I'll talk to you about whatever subject you want, whether it's LeBron James is overrated or whether, you know, fascism is bad, you know, uh, you know, we need more, we need better healthcare, you know, whatever. If you want to have a conversation of, is good faith, civil conversation, I am 100% for it. <laughs> but when you start yelling and screaming and insulting and not listening to, to me, I'm just going to walk away because right. it, it does no good. Well, BJ, you you, you you hit it on a nail a couple of episodes to where you said that it just seems as if now it's just like whoever can yell the loudest usually gets heard. And that's what it seems like. Like every debate show that we're starting to see, we see, you know, individuals seeing that, all right, if if I can get louder than you, then my point come across. And and but people are starting to turn away from them. They're like, uh, we're not really feeling that because it's like there's still no substance in what you're saying. Like you're just yelling for them. But, but here's the trick is say you're yelling from the one side. I get sick of it. I decide to yell back. Now what they do is, is be like, that guy's an asshole. He's being an asshole. Listen to him. So mm-hmm. they drag you into the mud with him. And now mm-hmm. you're fighting in the mud with him. And they step out of the mud, change their clothes. And be like, look at this asshole. It's the, yeah. it's just, it's so, and the, the problem is like 45% of the population falls for it with no thought whatsoever. I, 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 this, our population scares me. They wouldn't know proper propaganda that slapped you in the fucking mouth because it hits him every single day i see it i you know my parents did a lot of things i felt that were right with me growing up and one of them is is she, my mom taught me to question everything don't just take anything at face value and i don't think enough kids were taught that too many kids are taught to get along go along to get along type shit and um i like questioning everything problem is the answer is mostly money yeah, especially in this country yeah why is this happening money why is that money. happening money. yeah so but i think more kids should be taught that don't take everything at face value if somebody's trying to get you to do something it's either something 
something in it for them or money involved somehow. I'm not talking about friends. I'm talking about general people. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Most of my most of my friends motivate me to check. That goes back to Dorian's point, though. Why are these shows on TV? Why are there shows on TV where you get people yelling at each other? Why? Because people tune in. There's money in, in it. People, people aren't tuning in to listen to the, a guest host on Undisputed. They're there to hear the, the stupid shit that Skip Bayless says and, and Shannon Sharp to yell at him back. People aren't tuning in to, to SportsCenter to listen to Nicole Briscoe break, break down the, the latest game. They're tuning in to listen to Stephen A. Smith lose his damn mind. Which, by the way, if, if he's like that at home, I feel bad for his wife. Yeah, well, he's not married, and, by the way. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the point, though, is... The the, all of these things that we see on TV, they're characters. His whether fucking it's, do- his fucking dog's got PTSD, sure. But whether whether it's Skip Bayless, whether it's Woody Page, whether it's Candace Owens, whether it's Stephen A. Smith, they're all characters. They're playing a character on TV that they know is going to sell. And but Dorian, you're right. The population is getting tired of it because it's the same goddamn thing every single time. No, there no. is no good faith conversation. There is no just back and forth like like we do here at Sandlot Sports where we have conversations we 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 might get off topic a little bit but we we respect everyone else's opinion you know and when we have guests guests on here we let them speak. We we let them provide their opinion. They may disagree with us, and that's the point. Right. But we let them have their say. Absolutely. Do you think that uh, it could be the emergence in the like mid '90s to early 2000s of the reality TV shows and how they started to develop characters? They probably went, "Hey, you know what? Uh, you know, Bad Girls Club or or whatever these reality shows. They're getting a lot of views because they have characters who are outlandish." and are rude and xyz and it's starting to get ratings hey why don't we do that with espn we can get someone to be loud can can be abrasive and become a character do you think that may have a tie into it well i think i think there's two different things there so like the reality tv they they know that train wrecks sell and also the fact that reality tv itself is cheap to produce because mm-hmm. you don't have to have script writers you don't really have to have sets you know you don't have lots of sets you can just kind of just put a bunch of toxic people together kind of force them to do their thing get the cameras roll and and then you go from there. Watch the trainer. I, exactly. But I think sports journalism and journalism as a whole now, it's bred from the round of horns and the, the PTIs. Now, if you remember those shows, when they started, they were not the yelling and screaming shows. Right. PTI, when it was Kornheiser and Wilbon in the early 2000s, they would go back and forth. They would get elevated sometimes, but a lot of times it was just very natural conversations. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until they would bring people like Labertard on or Stephen A. Smith that they would get the yelling and screaming but mm-hmm. what they would what they were noticing was oh well that guy's got a point oh he he's funny let me listen to him or he you know hey you know he he shot down Warbon. okay let's go hey i've always disagreed with will bond I mean, he's fine and these these guys get their own shows but you can't build a base around just argumentative talking and yelling because eventually people will tune it out and mm-hmm. that's what we're seeing now yeah and that's why you see like shows like jalen and jacoby start to boost up in ratings because i mean you have two guys who respect each other who love each other you know i mean you can tell that there's camaraderie between them and they just like they they talk about sports but it's in a peaceful way it's cool like they're not you know what I'm saying talking shit about anybody jalen jacoby is like, very similar yeah. it's very similar to what we do here Absolutely. we respect everyone that comes on here we have our opinions again we do get passionate 
passionate sometimes. It, that, that's the nature of conversations. But we respect everyone's opinion. We respect everyone, you know, as, as they go forward. And we, when you listen to, to Stephen A. Smith start go, going off on Max Kellerman, and it's like, what are we doing? You know, and I don't, me personally, I don't even know why Max is even on the show to even deal with that because he's, uh, I mean, maybe for the check. I don't, I don't know, but I see him like you know, it's 100% for the paycheck. Has to be, you know, maybe Jerry Springer started off. They, that, yeah, yeah, low, 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 um, low content, high drama, you know, just I mean, it's pretty much the same shit every week. Well, and and Springer even came out and said that everything, everything was staged. That it doesn't matter, it doesn't matter because there's still people sitting in there, sitting in their fucking house thinking that somehow or another Betsy Lou did that, and it's just. Yep. We're, it's a sad state. We keep saying this started it or that started it. Well, really started these sons of bitches defunding education for the past 30 years. That's what started. More than that, try 40. Stopping yeah. stopping critical thinking and stopping being able to analyze things. It's just morons. We're raising well, morons we, and we're okay with it. We as a country, when when the entire world was recovering from World War II, you know, they were they needed to rebuild. It. And that's why you have a lot of the social programs you have out in Europe because they needed something to, to get people to survive because the the continent was just destroyed. So the American economy grew in the 50s and 60s and even then into the 70s. Because what, was the tax rate? Else, what, was the, what was the tax rate during those times? It was like 70 something percent. Uh, after World War II, it was 92 percent. So now in, in income taxes as a whole didn't actually come out until the 20s, but that's a whole different conversation. But so you had all these other economies that were rebuilding, but they were building back better. Sounds familiar. Um, but they were rebuilding where we were like, okay, well, we can just keep doing this. We never wanted to progress. And because of that, we just kind of rested on, well, the American way, the you know, American spirit, and thought we could just live in the history where other countries were, were getting better. And eventually, we got lapped. And we, we can't go back because the only way you can is to grow and to be smarter and to, and to evolve. And we don't want to do that. We as a country, the, I believe the three of us do, but I think we as a country don't because every, they're scared. They're scared that they're going to lose the jobs that pay them shit. And the, you know they'd be like the, the people that they insult. So instead, of becoming better they just want to insult other people because they're insecure but another history lesson do you guys know why there's an income tax i'd love to hear it so i'll see if dorian knows first i heard it once uh i know it has um does that have anything to do with woodrow wilson kind of okay explain i knew it was something he was talking okay. about so there was not a, an income tax in the united states until about the 1910s 1920s and what happened was it was there was only tax on stuff that was sold well they stopped selling something that that brought in like 70% of the taxes. Alcohol. And that was alcohol. <laughs> yep. So when, when they stopped selling alcohol, I realized, oh crap, we don't have any tax money. So they started taxing income. Another thing you can blame on the Christian conservatives, income taxes. <laughs> Damn, Thanks, man. guys. Appreciate it. Because technically, because didn't um well, I did hear someone say that uh you know an income tax is considered like like for instance in church, right? People pay tithes. They said tithe is considered a tax. It's it's an actual church. No, nope, because the church isn't allowed to tax according to the Bible. Right. You would think, right? But but in a way, like think about it. You have to give the church, or the church is asking for ten percent of your earnings. That sounds like taxation to me. But yeah, but when your when your power is about to get cut off. You can't 
can't take a loan out on that 10 percent you've been putting in that church since you were old enough to pay it right now okay another another history lesson for you guys because it's late you can't, and, um, you can't borrow you can't borrow the pastor's lexus either. i know that so uh, it's late so here's, here's another history lesson so banks came in came into existence about the night the 1300s 1400s okay now it was weird because the 13 1400s was all you know church dominated but the churches couldn't be associated with the banks because taxation was was against the bible law right right so what happened they convinced a whole bunch of jewish people to own banks the church got involved with them so now we have the stereotype that jewish are money hungry people wow so history lessons on Sandlot Sports. Mm. <laughs> mm. Very diverse. Very diverse. <laughs> Is Chris Paul hurt? I, I haven't been, I, I've been watching it through BJ's there. TV. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Isn't that great? My whole setup. My whole setup. Yeah, it looks like um, a shoulder's hurt. My whole setup for the um, damn, when I was doing the Twitter videos was excellent. I'd sit here. I'd leave the game on. I'd listen for the crowd to go crazy. I'd turn around and I'd cut my video. Bastards. But yeah, it lo- looks like a shoulder's hurt. They're icing it down. So I don't, I don't know if he just gets he had that stinger in game one so i don't know if it's a random random of that or not carrying out that flop really good still hold that shoulder like that so yeah and and this is the kind of game that i i figured the lakers would have in game two 49 38 yeah and and davis both davis and lebron have 10 points davis is actually shooting a little better and and you knew they were going to come back you knew they were going to come back and and, and do better this game question is can they do it consistently i think this game they need to in order to make a statement i think that they need to blow (laughs) the suns out or try to increase on that because they say if they even if the Lakers edge out a close win by like a couple of points that's still going to give the Suns momentum say hey you know what we can still beat these guys look they gave us the best shot and they only beat us by two points imagine if we make adjustments because Monty Williams will make adjustments um so I'll be excited to see what happens oh Devin Booker's not what happened Devin Booker what he ain't scared of LeBron no, no. not scared of anybody I like Devin Booker hope he has a good career hope the Suns keep I... supporting him with talent that'll be key to that well I, I think I think the pick of Aiden really, really helped his, his development. Yeah. Somebody control the paint. Control yep. the paint. And I noticed the Lakers, what they did was they they have Drummond this time on uh, Aiden, I guess, to get those fouls, take the pressure yeah. off of AD. Yeah, AD hates playing in the post. Well, he grew up as a guard. He was a guard right. through high school until his uh, junior year, and then he sprouted like a foot over the summer. That's got to that, be weird. Well, and that's why he's so good. He developed the guard skills and then grew into a big man's body. I think he was 6'2 as a sophomore? I think so. And, yeah. and I think... Yeah, you know, a foot's an exaggeration, but I think he grew like seven or eight inches this summer between it's it look the the number's painful. Like he had to have a rough year, but his knees were sore all year. And then he also grew an inch. Uh he I think he taught he grew an inch either his his first year at Kentucky because he wasn't done growing. He he grew to six uh, eleven. He was six ten, I think. Yeah, Yeah. he grew six eleven his freshman year at Kentucky. I think he's seven foot, but they don't like to say that because they figure they're gonna get shoved in the post. Yep, he looks seven foot so well i think gentlemen i think we're about wrapping up tonight i know you know we would love to kind of stay and watch the laker game but there's another half to go and i'm old so oh you want to talk about being old i'm gonna tell you how old you are vladimir guerrero jr now leads the mlb in home run that's how old you are you're welcome yes swings just like his daddy looks like a a rubber band being let loose that's okay i remember when prince fielder led the league in home runs and i remember watching his daddy when the tigers were actually good yeah so oh we never really talked about us real quick did you ever did you hear that story about why ken griffey jr never signed with the yankees yeah oh he was uh he was at a game with his father one day when he was a kid and uh they said uh sorry kid mr steinbrenner doesn't want anybody in the dugout and 
his uh, his dad said, son, go in the clubhouse. But before you do, look down the third baseline. And it was a white third baseman and his son playing catch on the field. Yep. Wow. And that's why Ken Griffey said that. He said that uh, they could offer me any contract they wanted. And if it was the only contract, I'd retire. Ooh, well, okay. He meant it. Yep. So that goes to show you this shit ain't new. And unfortunately, it's not going anywhere for a while. Anywhere. Yeah, because <sighs> uh, as long as you have people in power that think like that, it ain't going anywhere. You mean honkies? And let's not forget. Yeah. And let's not forget Steinbrenner's not the owner that was forced to sell his team for racist comments. Oh, that's because he meant too much to the league. Yep. Marge shot. Marge they, shot. They didn't care about. Marge shot. Didn't, she wasn't the same Ooh. attraction as Steinbrenner. I fully believe yep. that, by the way. If Marge, if, uh, yeah, if Marge shot had been like the owner of the Dodgers or the Giants or something, she'd have walked. Totally Steinbrenner, Steinbrenner meant too much to the league. Steinbrenner is like the equivalent of Jerry Jones or Robert Kraft. So you're saying that if Donald Sterling owned the Lakers and not the Clippers, he'd still be there? See, maybe if all that happened 10 years before, yes. Well, they did. That was the thing. I mean, it it was known. It was widely known. Yeah, and like it got away with it until everybody started to not want to tolerate it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If if yeah, I mean, if you can get away with it for however long you own the team, yes. And that's the thing. Until there are consequences for your actions, people will continue to do this kind of crap. And it's not cancel culture, it's accountability culture. That's why we need to start a campaign to get the IRS enough money to go get this tax money. Hey, and now they, they've I'm not talking it. about ours either. Nope. Nope. They 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 already get mine. They already get yeah. enough from me. And it's crazy. You owe, you owe them a thousand bucks. They'll knock on your door every day. You owe them ten well, million. They don't want to fucking talk to you. So well, he, here's, what's, here's what's funny is that these companies will pay millions of dollars to lawyers to not pay the tax bill of millions of dollars. Why they get Wesley Snipes what? so bad? I, I'm stuck on that. Twenty million because he was acting while black. Oh shit! Nobody told him not to do that. We gotta yeah. get the word out. We gotta get the word out. We gotta start telling people to quit doing things while being African American because it doesn't work. Yeah. Got, somebody's got to tell Denzel. Dorian wants to slap so. both of us. Is, is, our, <laughs> no, is, our, no. is our sarcasm not carrying over? No, uh, no, I, I I totally agree. It's just a matter of, but, but like uh, HA said, it's like, it's not going to change anytime soon, man, because that, that's deeply rooted, man. Like well, that's it's, it's a white person problem. That's the thing. It's not a black person problem. It's not an Asian problem. It's not a Mexican problem. It's a white person problem. And, and until people realize that and still other, until white men start checking white men, it's not going to change. That's true. Yeah, until, until we acknowledge it, and we acknowledge it needs needs to change, and we actually teach it in schools. And our kids go, "Hey, look, that's not right. It's not going anywhere." Oh, I had a guy walk up guy walk up to work today, and he said the n word, oh, and wow. he's like, "Yeah, he said he smells smells the n word," and I was like, "It's probably your bed sheet." <laughs> well, yeah. Well, his wife's home all day getting drunk, so I figured she might be getting railed out by somebody who could do it right. Oh, uh, <laughs> I'm surprised I didn't get swung on. I'm serious. Like I, you don't understand. So, sometimes I say stuff and just sit there and wait for that shit. I'm just like, all right, here we go, and nothing happened. And one of my friends, well, like, it goes back to what you of, said. They, one of, no, one of my friends, like that wasn't a good joke, and I was like, no, y'all are just too dumb to get it. <laughs> like. <laughs> no, it was a good joke. They just don't want to admit there was a good joke, and they also don't yeah. want to admit that they're they're too scared to come after you. Nothing yeah. like burning down some hicks. Tell you that. Well, I tell you what. <laughs> well, you you live in the place to do it. Not really. I should live somewhere else and do it here. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> I, I tend to shit where I eat. Yeah, don't piss in your own pool. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> so on on that note, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Sandlot Sports. Peace. Want more Sandlot Sports? Just follow us on Facebook at Sandlot Sports or on Twitter at Sandlot Sports 21.